Welcome to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management, a full hour of expert advice on gold and silver bullion and natural fancy colored diamonds with us in studio today. Paul Wiseman, President, Jerry Wiseman, Vice President, and Darren Long, our senior analyst with Guildhall. The numbers you need to know, one 1711 or as always, guildhallwealth.com. You can catch a show on iTunes and just Google The Real Money Show anytime during the broadcast uh, when you feel like it. Hello. Good afternoon, fellas. Good morning. How you doing, John? Good day. How was the week? Great day, week. Right? Fantastic week. We had a uh, week over week on gold and silver that were both up. Uh, we were doing the show last week, taping around uh, Thursday, and the price of gold was sitting at around 1370 During the week, the price of gold got as high as about 14 1427, right? 1427. And we talked last week about the importance of crossing over 1400. That's a threshold and really a point of no return for us. Once we break that threshold, that's a new mental barrier. And we expect that the price will continue to to rise. So if in the next few days, we get a little bit of retracement on profit taking, great opportunities for buyers. Now, silver, the big performer last week doing the show at 23. And I talked about the importance of crossing 2350 twice, two closes above 2350. And we all agreed we would see 24 in price. Not only did we see 24, we actually got to 25.05 this week. And uh, we are now trading on uh, Friday as we tape this show in and around the 23. 50 to 2365 area, which is a nice little retracement, good profit-taking well, opportunity yeah. to buy. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it's Friday. It's the last day of the month. There's a lot of uh, trading that actually needs to be done, profit-taking to clear up the books. It's always the same thing at the end of the month before going into the Labor Day weekend. And we expect the futures market futures as well. futures market clearing out. Yep. And we expect great things in the month of September. You uh, called 60. I mean, you're still holding that. I'm still holding, yeah. 12 months, yeah. 12 months. You know, wow. we've, we've gone since the end of June from $18.20 yeah. to 25 and change. We've had a 30, 31% increase since $18 an ounce yeah, in that's mid-June. That's not a bad, you know, return on investment. Where the stock market has gone a little backwards, gold and silver has moved forwards. And we're really, really excited, you know, about this market. I mean, that's the thing. If you look across the board, we've uh, made uh, a lot of uh, headway in the silver and gold markets. But if you look at the stock markets, unfortunately, the data is not convincing. U.S. data is telling us, you know, we look at pending home sales month over month. They drop by 1.3%. And this June to August so far has been weaker than expected, far weaker than expected. In fact, it's the last time it was this week was a number of years ago. So, again, not a good sign. Consumer confidence in the U.S. continued. Uh, it was a real precipitous drop this week. And if you look at Bloomberg Consumer Comfort Index, it's its worst level since early April, which actually snapped a 19-week rally. Sentiment was getting better. Obviously, we know the stock markets were improving, but uh, they had had uh, a nice rally there. Now, consumer sentiment week over week dropped drastically. So if you add that up, you got jobless claims, which are remaining the same in and around that 330,000 mark. It's been that way since the front end of the year. And the last at the very front end of the week, we got durable good orders. Manufacturing is remaining weak. You had aircraft orders, which were swinging sharply down, which kind of dragged that headline number, which is part of the durable goods number down. Uh, other durable orders were weak also. New factory orders for durables in July dropped a huge 7.3% after they jumped the month before that in June. Now, analysts were forecasting a 4% drop already in July, but 
The reality is it dropped a heck of a lot more than that. That's the front-end signs we need, the telltale signs that uh, make us stand up and, and take a double-take as to where the, these stock markets are going. So as much as the financial media want to tout this as a growing market, we're very concerned at this point in time. And given the climate and the time of year, we typically see profit-taking between now and December in the stock market, and in particular the months of September and October and November are very precarious months for the stock market traditionally. Now, if you look at gold and silver, Paul said there are a lot of things coming to head right now, and we've broken through these uh, mental barriers as well as technical barriers. We've got good support levels in at silver. You can see that forming on the chart, and I suspect that if we get two closes above 24.50, we're going to be off to the races, and we will see these prices go much, much higher. And I, I, I'd like to also just mention that what you, what we do have, even though the market has moved up very strongly in the la, in the last several weeks on both gold and silver, the lease rates on gold or the interest rates on gold still remain negative. So even though there's been a good pop up in the price, the actual makeup of the market, technically speaking, is still one that that is showing good signs of a bull, continued bullish movement forward. So um, negative lease rates, uh, supplies continue to be constrained. That's a very big problem. It's been a problem ever since the market started sliding back in April. So these are two large, <clears throat> excuse me, fundamentals that are pushing this market forward. So if you think, oh, I'm going to wait till the market starts to drop back down again, remember, we're still below the 200-day moving average on both precious metals, which is obviously a bargain for anyone bargain hunting. Buying below that is always a good sign. Negative lease rates, constrained supply, it, it, it looks like a good time to get in. one 877 or guildhallwealth.com to start investing. You talk about, Darren, seasonality of metals. I've read this is the best time of the year for metals. Is that right? Well, it is. If you look back, uh, again, we've had four peaks since 2002 in price, and those rallies have come on the backs of really strong exit out of late summer into early fall. We had it in 2003 going into a peak in 04, spring of 04, again in 05 going into 06. Uh, again in 07 going into 08 and again in 2010 going into 2011 and each time it, it culminated with uh, a, a surprise move in metals not for us but for most of the public uh, late in the summer early into the fall and if you look back on a chart all the way back to the mid 70s you would see that the two best months for precious metals are typically September and November. Now, we've bucked that trend a little. As I said, we have peaks that happen now in the spring, but in terms of seeing rally forward, you don't often get too many 30% rallies in such a small percentage of time. So we've seen the price of silver come up 30% right now as we're taping the show. At 25, it was near 40% high. So again, big moves up. But again, if we look back uh, at all the data, it's telling us this seasonality is built in. So as investors, I want to know this. I want to be ahead the curve and this is the time to be buying physical bullion right now and dan dan uh, dicker actually put out an article talking about the three catalysts for a breakout one of them was that there is a shortage which is that uh, and darren talked about this last week that the mine production is down so there's a lot less silver and gold coming to market uh, the other the other factor is as well one of the big ones is going to be rising interest rates and the fact that JP Morgan has decided to go long in silver so uh, right now you would be if you're short in the metal you would be betting against the big banks question for you demand explosions uh, news this week about Canadian mint and the US mint you know what that's a it's a key 
component as to why prices are going higher. We said time and time again, and I know many people are looking at this market question this because they look at a falling price, which the last two years has brought a lot of consolidation and a step backwards in pricing versus what we talk about every week with demand and it exploding in different parts of the world. But this is something that's unfolding very slowly in the Western markets. We've seen that demand translate into higher tariffs against gold in India because, of course, it's it's culturally connected. We've seen it happen in China where... Uh, the the near mention the very mention of wealth means or translates to gold and silver of course to hold that but this week I actually had an opportunity and it's been in the news but I actually called the Royal Mint myself I spoke with a representative there in her PR department she would not let me say her name but mm-hmm. uh, I took some uh, details down about the mint statistics and believe it we are seeing the highest demand in 25 years at the Canadian Mint. I think there were a few of our competitors who also ran some articles similar. But in speaking with this representative, they produced the quarterly reports, and it showed that quarter over quarter, uh, the Canadian Mint had a spike in their uh, yearly silver maple sales. And year over year, up to the end of August, or up to this point in August, it's a 60% increase from 2012. In fact, uh, silver Canadian maples did so well. Physical bullion at the Mint has done so well this year that it's actually outpaced in the last month sales from its counterpart in the U.S., What's really exciting about that is that these are increases on physical sales in a market that was moving in the wrong direction. So this is without pandemonium. This is without silver mania, if you will. This is without Mm -hmm. seeing major tops in the market where, you know, when we were trading in the $40 range, we had 60% more bullish uh, sentiment in the market. So imagine what it's going to look like when there's a lot more sentiment in the in the market. So uh, clearly the public is waking up to it. Clearly they're smarter than, than uh, the mass media is giving them credit. And I'm very excited to see that as this market starts to pick up and as we start to reach those, I believe you're going to see a lot more velocity as a result. If people are willing to buy it cheap, what about the rest of everyone who's going to buy it when it's starting to move up quickly? Well, it is always is a herd mentality. But yep. let's get back to what we do at Guildhall. We sell physical gold, silver, platinum, and palladium. We don't sell ETFs. We don't sell certificates. We don't sell stock futures or options on futures. We sell the physical product. Now, there's several ways that you can buy from Guildhall Wealth. You can buy the product for immediate delivery. You can buy the product. We can store it for you uh, in a very, very safe depository for easy liquidity, which means you can actually sell it and buy it on a phone call. And we also offer collateral financing where you can put up as little as 30% and finance the balance of 70%. Darren, do you have an example there of how collateral financing works? Sure. It's very simple. The idea of collateral financing is to use or ride or piggyback, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, the the uh, somebody else's money. The idea here is that if as an investor I wanted to buy $100,000 worth of metal, I could go lay out that $100,000. Alternatively, what this program allows us to do as investors is lay out as little as 30000 which is 30%. Uh, the other 70% will be financed. There will be an outstanding balance, which you pay interest on. However, as the market moves forward, it's going to far advance what I believe will be the cost of borrowing. So in essence, you're getting to hold back up to 70%. Now, in this same example, if I take silver as an example, like in a thousand ounce order, very common order, it typically would cost right now somewhere in the neighborhood of about $26,000, take a thousand ounces home with you today or put it into our depository as 10 100 ounce bars. If I took it using collateralized financing 
and I wanted to have that account open. Again, very easy to do. Same really in terms of paperwork, get it open the same day. But the beauty of going forward is instead of laying out that $26,000, i am only going to have to lay out around $8,000. And for that, I'm going to get 1,000 ounces. I'm going to control it. I own it. And going forward, I'm going to benefit from the return on investment. So as this market goes up, and let's use Paul's example of $60 an ounce, we get a move right now from, let's say, 24 to 60. That's basically a $36 move on a 1,000 ounce investment. That's $36,000 return uh, against what I've laid out, which is about 8,000 and change. So again, moving forward over the next 12 months, a very explosive period in time. We've seen it happen before. The seasonality tells us it's going to peak somewhere. And if we apply it against all the other gains in the markets, picking up a 1,000 ounce order right now for around eight grand using clutchalized financing, although not for everyone, for the smart investor who can afford to use it, could make a lot of sense. And, and a lot of money. And, and a lot of and, money. And if financing is, is not your cup of tea, of course, we also offer the depository where you can store your gold bullion and your silver bullion, have it owned outright. It's segregated and allocated. You can visit it. It's here in Mississauga so or in Toronto. So um, give us a call. We're, whatever, uh, However you want to get into the market, we can help you with it. We'll take a short break. When we come back, lots more to talk about. Talk about inflation, talk about bullion supply, who is buying, why you should be buying right now. The phone numbers and the numbers you need to know, one 214 1711 or guildhallwealth.com. This is The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. Start the investing now. The number one 1711 or guildhallwealth.com anytime. You can catch old shows, past shows on iTunes, and Google The Real Money Show. Paul, a big seminar coming up on September 19th. Some details about that. Yeah, absolutely, John. We're excited. We put on seminars basically every six to eight weeks after the summer season. Um, Labor Day is coming up, and it's basically get back to work. Our first seminar of the season will be on September the 19th at the Sheraton Parkway. Uh, that's a Thursday evening from 7 to 9 o'clock. That's on Highway 7 in Markham. Uh, at the seminar, we introduce not only precious metals of gold, silver, platinum, and palladium, as well as natural fancy color diamonds, which is an unbelievable investment. People are not aware of what's happening in the diamond business, especially in the natural fancy color diamond business. This is a market which is basically unheard of, untapped. The market is going absolutely wild. We're seeing product double every four to five years in price. Gold and silver are wonderful investments. It's an investment that will protect your capital, look after your retirement, look after your kids' education. You know, I always try to give an example every week of what the you know, these metals have done for you, in my opinion. Let's look at silver, for example. If 10 years ago you would have bought a 1000 took $10,000, put it in a coffee can, buried it in the back garden, or done something with it, uh, today what would buying power be with that $10,000, $7,000, If you would have purchased silver, around about 2,500 ounces, silver was trading at $4. So when I talk about Silver going to $60, I'm not talking out of my back end. You know, we've seen silver go from $3.80 to a high of $49 only two years ago. So in my opinion, I think silver is going to take off and go past the $49. But let's just get back to the example. 2,500 ounces, $4 an ounce, same $10,000 investment. We're trading around about $24 silver today. That's $60,000. 
versus your $10,000, whether you would have put it in a GIC, whether you would have put it in the stock market, whether you would have put it in the back garden or under your mattress. Today, you would have $60,000. At a high of $49.50, you would have had $125,000. Silver and gold doesn't just go up like a rocket ship in a straight line. It does go up, and it does retrace back. There is always profit-taking. But over the long haul, it keeps on going up and up and up. If you watch the financial shows, whether it's CNBC or the Canadian show, you will notice they always bring people on to talk about the stock market. The people that knock gold and silver don't own it. Did you hear what I said? They don't own it. They've never been in it. They haven't been in silver since it was $4. They haven't been in gold since it was two fifty. So why would they have anything good to say about it? I know my family owns gold and silver. We own natural fancy colored diamonds. We've held up pretty good through recessions and depressions and markets going bust. We're still in the market. We've done extremely well. I mean, if you look across the board at what the uh, markets are telling us right now, as I said in the first segment, I mean, it's not good. I know people want to think positively, as do I. I don't want to be a a Debbie Downer, and I'm not here to be that person. But I'm telling you, you have to have insurance. He said, before I came to this firm, before I came to Guildhall, I wouldn't have known how to protect my portfolio. I did what everybody else did. I had cash, bonds, and stocks. Now, we're not planners. We're not advisors. We're not here to give that type of advice. But what this opened my eyes up to was a world that very few people get the opportunity to participate in. And those that are, like Paul said, here for the long term, there's buying and selling. There are peaks, there are valleys. But if you held silver, even over the last four years, I mean, there are peaks and valleys within that period of time, which could have made you a lot of money, really, really a good chunk of money. Now, you only take about 25% at the very most of your portfolio and put it into an asset like gold and silver or a colored diamond. And of course, if you make some profit, you take it off the table, do the smart thing. And collateralized financing, it's not for everyone. There's risk involved there. But the reality is, in this day and age, you have to protect your wealth. The number one way, in my opinion, to do that is to own bullion, gold, silver, and colored diamonds. 1-877-214-1711 or guildhallwealth.com. Jeremy. Well, it's all about the fundamentals, right? If you if you look at the fundamentals, look into it, do some research, you'll see that as far as uh, being in, in precious metals and bullion, you're looking at the collapse of the U.S. dollar, the fallout of that, which is going to be inflation. Um, you know, we don't see them stopping the, the printing presses or the, 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 the uh, buttons pushing. You also have um, the supply-demand factor, which you, you can clearly see if you just do the smallest bit of research that production is down or there's strikes in South Africa. But clearly the mining sector is suffering right now, which is going to have a long-term effect on this market in terms of getting more, more bullion to the market. Um, and they're already strong demand, as we can see that the mar- there was a huge mass migration of bullion from, from west to east during the last pullback here. And then, of course, you've got the whole geopolitical fallout. Now, what does that mean? That's talking about basically, to me, uh, geopolitical unrest is more about distrust of government. Uh, yes, you're going to see more and more people distrusting the government, looking for ways to, to protect themselves. Um, and in all of these factors, none of these factors have changed. They've only been exacerbated over the last 10, 12 years. And that's why gold and silver, despite whatever volatility people want to throw as an argument at it, continues to march forward. And we're starting to see that it's gotten off the canvas and it's starting to really fight at this point. And that's why we're starting to see that there's going to be some velocity here as the market starts to move again. 
What what I love, sorry, John, what I love about government is their ability to delay the outcome. Hmm. And if you look at the U.S. government right now as a prime example, they're printing hand over fist. It is true. Every single man, woman, and child in that country has, to their name, $55,000 of debt. In fact, wow. it's higher than that right now. In Canada, we're no, nowhere near that per capita. It's bad, but it's not like that. The problem that they have right now is that if they keep printing at these unprecedented rates, they're going to run into very long-term high inflation, which we definitely believe is only a matter of time away. In fact, you're seeing it already. Uh, The other problem is that if they taper off and bring that back, how is that going to impact their bond market, which is where, you know, literally four of every 10 cents goes in that in, in since the crash of 2008. And the reality is gold and silver love both sides of that fence. If they continue to print, we buy gold and silver because of that printing, because of long-term inflation, because the dollar that we use to buy everything today will be worth less tomorrow. If they stop printing and they don't do as much and we actually do see the economy improve, then silver, as an example, is an industrial metal. We're in a massive shortage of it. We don't have mines producing it. There are only a handful of places in the world you can get it. And yet everybody thinks it's the most plentiful resource above the ground. So reality is long-term, gold and silver go higher no matter what the condition is. You know, ultimately gold and silver are about protecting your wealth. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we talk about statistics here. We'll say, oh, unemployment's really bad. You'll, you'll hear some really bad horror stories about the employment or food stamps in, in the United States and just how debts are building, et cetera, et cetera. But ultimately gold and silver are for people who are looking to protect their hard-earned wealth. They already have funds. The question is, 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 are your funds safe in equities? Are they safe in bonds? Are they safe in cash? What's the best way to, 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 to suit up to, and to protect that? Well, we can clearly see with, with precious metals that the purchasing power of, of precious metals, gold and silver, have continued to increase over the last 10 years. And we believe that, that nothing's changed, that that's gonna, that trend's set to continue. So if you have funds... That, you, that you're looking at your portfolio, it's worth taking 10, 15, 20% and saying, I want to protect it with, with real money. Especially if you're in the market and you've got some real dogs in your portfolio that have done absolutely nothing and you think they're going to rebound back, you know, a thousand percent. It's just not going to happen. Uh, if you look at the Dow right now, you look at the TSX, you look at the NASDAQ, it's starting to come off. Uh, you know, in Canada, we are obviously very strong in, in the oils, uh, in the gas and in the gold market. Uh, that's what the market is, is basically made up of. But you've got to look at how to get into this market. Most people don't know how to invest in gold and silver. Mm. Only 3% of the world's population actually own physical gold and silver. They may be trading in paper. We don't trade in paper, as I said. We sell the physical product. We don't sell securities. We're not in ETFs or, or uh, in bonds or we're not in futures or options on futures. We're not in any type of paper transaction. We sell the physical product at Guildhall. So if you want to open an account, give us a call. John, give out some numbers. They can give us a call. They can get a kit to learn about how to invest in precious metals. Our staff will be happy to hold your hands through the whole process. You can get opened in 24 hours. You can be in this market, have some fun, make some money. If you're looking to protect your capital, you're looking for your future, your retirement, you're looking for your kids' education, this is the time to get in the market. Gold and silver is really on sale, in my opinion, and that's what you have to do today to protect 
protect your wealth. The numbers are easy, one 1711 or guildhallwealth.com. Darren, maybe you want to tackle this one as we uh, sit and record on Friday afternoon. It's all over every TV. Geopolitics, Syria is the big story. How's that affecting things? Well, it puts a fear of God in the people to begin with. I mean, that's the unfortunate part of it. And uh, right now, it doesn't look like much of the world has an appetite for war at this point. But we know it's uh, it's an excuse that countries use the act of war in order to push people in a certain direction, in order to, uh, of course, facilitate the, the money printing that's happened. Um, and again, I don't want to see wars happen, but... These are geopolitical hotspots around the world, and you will see neighboring countries pick up bullion because of it. They use it as insurance. They buy it. They store it. In the event that there is some type of interruption or a war in that particular area, you can guarantee that they'll use it to protect their currencies so that they don't fall by the wayside. I mean, this has been known for hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years, and countries have done this. And, of course, this is why we're seeing such a transformation of physical bullion from the West out to the east, of course, into Europe, because they know this, and this has been happening. And of course, we take for granted prior to 2000 to 9-11, any type of domestic terrorism or geopolitical hotspot happening here, the, the very thought of it was, you know, it's never going to happen. But the reality the, is, it is happening. And the funny thing is, we're starting to feel a lot of calls from Europe, especially as U.S., that want to actually invest, put their gold and silver Keep it in Canada. And if you're if you're listening and you are happening to podcast this or anything and you are in the U.S. or you are elsewhere in the world, this is an opportunity which is great for you. If you want to take your bullion and store it in a safe country like Canada, put it in a depository and have some uh, bars put there, we're a company that can do that for you. So, again, that's what's growing, a trend that's uh, happening around the world for us here at Guildhall. How is the supply overall? Can you, is it very easy for you to get for our customers? No, if there's a delay in supply for us. Right. I mean, we, we inevitably get everything and we won't take the order unless we can supply the product. We guarantee the pricing at the point of, of order because that's the way you have to do it in our business. But the reality is what used to be maybe a day or two delay on product is now in some cases as much as four or five weeks. Now we're going to the biggest suppliers in the world. These are suppliers that are direct to mint suppliers. So we're getting 100 ounce bars in silver, for example. That's our most typical order. Uh, those are coming in pretty steadily, but we have to use three or four huge suppliers to wow. get that product to come in. And this is all Hallmark refined product. It's triple nine or better in silver and in gold as well, whether it's uh, one ounce bars, whether it's 10 ounce bars in gold or whether it's one kilo bars in gold same thing we have that demand but again that supply is weakening around the world and again that's going to continue to happen we think that there's going to be a huge supply crunch going forward and we have the ability as well in our depository to allocate segregate the product for you Um, but what you should do is Give us a call. Get an investment package. If you want to come out to our seminar, it's a really exciting seminar where we talk about precious metals, natural fancy color diamonds. It's going to be on September the 19th at the Sheraton Parkway between 7 and 9 p.m. That's at Highway 7 and Markham, actually Highway 7 and Leslie. Um, And we look forward to see you. Seating is going to be a little scarce. You have to book early. You have to go on to to our website book or call in, make a reservation, you know, we will confirm that with you. 
but it it's a great learning experience. The number one eight seven seven two one four seventeen eleven or guildhallwealth.com. You can also ask email questions about anything you've heard on the show or past shows, investing at guildhallwealth.com. We'll take a short break. We come back. I know, Paul, it's one of your favorite segments. That is the Diamond of the Week and about diamond investing well. And maybe describe the difference, as you always have, the difference between fancy colored diamonds and fancy colored diamonds because there's a huge difference in what Guildhall offers. That's coming up. The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management, one 214 or guildhallwealth.com to start the investing right now. Paul, the Diamond of the Week. This is the uh, segment we love of the show. Talk about all those beautiful, fancy, colored diamonds you okay, have at Guildhall. Before we get into the Diamond of the yeah. Week, uh, we're excited. I think we spoke about it. Nicole was on the show last week, and she spoke about the Argyle the tender. tender. Yes. Uh, the Argyle Tender is actually taking place next week in uh, Kowloon, which is Hong, Hong Kong. Kong. Yeah. Um, we have... We got this week. We got actually the diamonds that are on the tender. There's 64 diamonds in all. In actual fact, out of the 64 diamonds, there's only 11 diamonds that are VS. The rest of the diamonds are SI1, SI2. Beautiful colors, unbelievable stones. There's some big stones, but most of the stones that are coming out this year are on the small side. And I believe that these stones are going to be as much as 25, 30, 35 percent higher than last year's tender. Mm. So if anybody out there is listening to the show and would like to get the list of the stones that are on tender and they would like us to maybe bid for them to get they're interested in one of these stones, we will work with our partners out of New York that actually I'm not attending this year, the, the tender, but my partners are, that we can you know put in a, a bid for you on one of these stones. So if you're interested in looking at the stones, there's 64 stones, 11 of them are VS quality, um, but there is all we're going to do is just charge a 10% premium on the bid price if you're interested in one of these stones. Uh, but they are so rare, uh, they're incredible, and in my opinion, every stone that you're going to buy on from the tender is going to double in every two to three years because of the color and the, and the quality. This is the best of the best that they come out of the Argyle mine. It doesn't even fill a teaspoon. Wow. You know, it's just a small, small amount, and that's the tender of this year, 64 stones. We're actually, yeah, we're actually waiting for our, uh, a call back from the PR department at the Rio Tinto at Argyle Mine in Australia on some statistics from the previous tenders. But uh, what we're putting together, and it will soon be released and we'll let our clients know, uh, is something that's going to discuss in article form the decaying, uh, the decaying uh, clarity ratings on the Argyle diamonds themselves, where in 2000, 2001, 2002, you could get higher clarity ratings in a lot more VS quality diamonds or VVS uh, diamonds. Now, as Paul said, only 11 of the 50-some-odd lots are going to be VS quality. And of those, two of them are actually rated differently by one and the other, so could fall to SI or VS. The reason that we want to convey this is it's important to understand long-term value is baked into that. Knowing this ahead of time can make you a lot of money if you're buying the right diamond uh, going forward. And the mine is closing. It will close at some point, and we will uh, certainly be here as a firm to experience that. And I think that you're going to make a great investment by owning one of these pink Argyle diamonds now. Also, within those 11 that are of that high high clarity quality, we also want to keep in mind the size because a lot of the sizes of those VS are actually, uh, at this year's tender, are over half a carat, which is going to um, 
stop out a lot of people in that market because the cost goes very high. So you have to keep that into consideration as well. So there's really only uh, very few that are in that perfect perfect zone that that first for a lot of people would be affordable. Um, well, we in we the purchased BS. last year three three we got three stones from the tender from last year. Yeah, uh, one of them uh, one of our clients wanted and we we sold it to them. Uh, one of them is actually on the website, and one of them we own, and we really got no intention of selling the stone for a while. Paul, is it fair to say that not every diamond in that tender of the 64 uh, would be qualified as a Guildhall diamond? Uh, absolutely. I mean, we only sell, in, in even in the Argyle Pinks, whether it's a fancy, intense, or a vivid, we only sell VS quality. Right. That's very slight inclusion. One of the diamonds, actually, on this tender is a red diamond, um, which is the rarest diamond in the world, but I believe... I'm just double checking, and it's an SI. It's an SI two. Now that means that it has lots of inclusion, but you're buying it on the color. The color makes it extremely rare. This God knows what this stone's going to go for. It's a one point five six round brilliant. That's a round mm-hmm. cut, but it's SI two. That means there's lots of inclusions, but you're buying it on the color and the rarity. You know these stones just don't come out of the ground very very often. You said at the beginning of the show, what diamond do we have, diamond of the week? Yes. I have the most spectacular diamond. It's actually on our website. I love this diamond to death. It's a 3.02 carat. It's a radium mixed. It's actually basically called a step cut. Um, it's appraised at 145000 It's a yellow, intense, internally flawless, Praise value one hundred and forty-five thousand. We have this stone on for eighty-seven thousand dollars. Now, a little bit of an incentive to purchase this stone. We're giving away a beautiful one-carat set of diamond studs mm. of VS quality, which is probably around about five, six thousand dollars of value as an added incentive if you're interested in buying this stone. It's eighty-seven thousand dollars. It's beautiful. The color, the saturation, the scintillation. It's Evenly saturated, it's just a magnificent stone and would make somebody just a beautiful gift. You know, I know we're a long way off from Christmas and the holidays, but this is the time to be thinking about something like this to be even be made into a piece of jewelry which we call wealth to wear. This is a stunning piece. One eight seven seven two one four seventeen eleven or guildhallwealth.com, investing at Guildhall Wealth uh, for questions. Uh, you mentioned as well you're going to cover diamonds at the seminar, which is happening on the 17th from 7 to 9 at the Sheridan Parkway in Markham. That's important to know Yeah, as that's well. important. Uh, you know, Nicole is actually going to be leading the seminar. Now, Nicole uh, is actually a GIA diamond grading alumni. Uh, she has taken unbelievable amounts of courses. She's done the lab work. Funny story is, though, uh, when she was doing the lab work in New York, remember at Guildhall, we only basically do internally flawless stones. And she's only ever seen internally flawless and, and VS. And they were doing, you know, grading on diamonds that are SI1, SI2. And she had never seen anything with so many inclusions. Because when we buy a stone, we don't like inclusions. It does, even if some diamonds have some inclusions that really enhance the stone. I mean, it's a diamond within a diamond in some cases with an inclusion. Uh, It's a birthmark of the stone. But in yellows, we try to sell internally flawless only. In argyle pinks, we try to sell VS only. We have the most beautiful blue diamond, fancy blue internally flawless on our website. It's a 107 
It's a stunning stone. It's appraised at nearly $600,000. It's on for 380000 This is the type of investment that doubles every two years. Now, there's people out there that listen to the show because we get a few emails, and they query, in some cases, our advertising or what we say on the show. Everything that we say on the show about whether it's diamonds or whether it's about metals, you know, we can back up. We had somebody, was it last week, sent us an email uh, talking about gold over the last... I, I tell people the gold has gone up 400% in the last 10 years. And the one person called up and said, oh, it's gone up 15%. We actually did the math. It was 398%. I'm sorry we were out 2%. <laughs> if you made 398%, would you be mad today over the last 10 years? The same thing with natural fancy color diamonds. Not every diamond is going to go up 20 25%. It's like real estate. It's location, location, location. If you buy the best, they always go up. So when we're dealing in yellows, we don't sell anything less than a carat. It has to be internally flawless. We sell fancy, intense, and vivid. If we're selling argyle pinks, we only sell stones you know, over basically 25 pointers, but we have a couple, I think, point twenty two and point twenty four. We bought them purely on the color. They are argyle. Anything less than 20, we don't touch. So blues, we only sell internally flawless. We have on our website a 105 Fancy VS pink. It's a pear shape. It's a half a million dollar stone. It's on, I believe, for you know about $280,000 in that range. These are investments. These are investments that stand the test of time. These are the type of stones that double every three to four years. They go up in some cases quicker. There's auctions coming out at Sotheby's and Christie's on blues and pinks where they're reaching incredible prices at auction. People have bought these stones 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Some of the stones as 50, 60 years ago, they were in families, and they're bringing them out where they paid 300000 and today they're 17 million, oh. 19 million, because they are so rare, so beautiful. They're pieces of art, so hard to find. You know, it takes 3 billion years to produce a natural fancy color diamond. The difference between a color diamond and colored diamonds, these diamonds are not enhanced. They're natural. They're, they're, they're made up of nitrogen, hydrogen. This is the things that make the color, the elements. So we're excited about natural fancy color. That's C-O-L-O-R, the U.S. spelling. That's what they're called. They are magnificent. They go up in, in price. They're becoming harder and harder to get. If you're looking for your kids' education, you're looking to retire, whether it's 10, 15 years down the road, buy a diamond for $25,000 in 10 years. It could easily be worth 75000 in my opinion, even higher. If you're going to get Argyle Pinks, in my opinion, that's the one to go for. one 1711 or guildhallwealth.com to start investing right now. Jeremy. We've been talking throughout the segment about clarities that we look for. We do oversimplify a little bit what what our um, criteria are when we're looking at the diamond because it it is it does go further than just demanding oh I want internally flawless. Um, when you set up an appointment, we walk you through what our criteria is, and we walk you through the GIA reports, and we show the types of colored diamonds that we have available, and you can see 
we walk you through the process to show you why these type of diamonds are considered investment-grade diamonds versus just buying a colored diamond, which, while it may not go down in value, as, as the, the statistics have shown, but it, it might not make that 12 15 18% gains every year. So one of the things we do try to encourage, if possible, um, clearly, from our experience, a lot of uh, investing colored diamond enthusiasts purchase more than one diamond. And because this market doesn't go down and you're always playing catch up in this market, it's always good. And then there, people have this experience with real estate to push your limits a little bit. If you, if you have the funds for, let's say, a fancy yellow, try to get up to an intense. If you have, an, if you have the funds for an intense, maybe just try to get up to a vivid because that market, you're constantly going to be chasing and it's going to be difficult to catch up. So when Paul was talking about the uh, three three zero two intense, this is really a diamond that if you can get into that diamond, you, you're 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 set. You're done. You you've achieved great size. You've achieved a good a good uh, intensity in terms of the the color, um, and uh, you know you have you to just, see this diamond to really appreciate you it. You don't see three carat stones. Um, they're smaller stones. So when the the larger the carat weight, the more it is per carat. I mean, in the diamond business, for example, you start off a carat to 124, 125 to 149, and it goes on as 150 to 174 and so on. So, so when you get into three carat, that's a huge diamond. It's a rare diamond. It's beautifully cut. And it's the same thing when you look at a diamond. We look at the table. We look at the girdle. We look at the depth of the diamond. We look to see if there's extra facets in the diamond. You know, it's great. It's not so bad to have one facet or two facets because actually when you get the rough, you make a, a cut in the diamond, you cleave the diamond just to see what's inside. You have to make that first cut. So sometimes there is an extra facet, but if there's five, six, ten fa- extra facets, a badly cut diamond. We don't sell that type of diamond. Uh, the type of diamond we sell has to have all the right dimensions, has to have the right symmetry and the color and the vibrance and the scintillation, and it has to have fire. It has to jump out at you. When clients come into my office, they don't pick the diamond. The diamond picks them yeah. because that's what happens. Jay, you wanted to add to that? Yeah, and, and as I was saying a little bit earlier about the fact that a lot of our diamond clients uh, purchase multiple diamonds because they, they do come to appreciate that we have strict, strict criteria. Um, and what we do notice as well is we put out a sneak peek to our colored diamond clients and oftentimes those diamonds never make it to the website. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've the sold green, we've the... sold two blue green diamonds in the last month with that which actually went out as sneak peeks and went to went to our colored diamond clients before and before the general public got to know about it through our precious metal advisor. So even getting into the market with an entry level fancy for about 12,000 is going to give you access to to all the diamonds we have coming in. One eight seven seven two one four seventeen eleven or guildhallwealth.com. Take a short break. We'll come back. We'll recap diamonds. We'll recap precious metals and bullion, and more importantly, how you can get the investing starting right now. The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management continues. The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. One eight seven seven two one four seventeen eleven. The number to call. Start investing or online at guildhallwealth.com. Darren, let's uh, just recap uh, how precious metals was looking this week and how to move forward. Week over week, both metals are up. John, looking really good. We broke the all important barriers 
dollars of fourteen hundred in gold and twenty four in silver. We're trading slightly below that as we tape the show in silver today, but we did see twenty five dollars an ounce plus this week, and that is a sign of things to come. With the weekend in play, it's a long weekend, and we have the end or expiry of the futures uh, contracts in New York that can wreak a little bit of havoc in the short term, and if it does dip in. Get both hands and pick up as much metal as you can. It's heavy and you're certainly going to have to find a place to store it. Guildhall is a perfect place to do it. But week over week, the uh, the market overall showed some signs of weakness in the U.S. The data was less than what was expected. I mean, pending home sales, the statistics showed that there was a drop. And of course, one of those great old, what do they call them when they redo the uh, the statistics from the month before and they reissue them out. Uh, again, the statistics from the month before that weakened. Um, but again, consumer confidence fell. The jobless claims remained in around 330,000. There are no new jobs being created that are meaningful anyways, part-time maybe, but uh, real good, solid middle-class uh, income uh, growing jobs are not there. Durable good orders, that's a huge one, fell month over month, and that is a sign of weakness. It is a sign of things to come. We know that September and October is traditionally weak months for the stock markets in the U.S. Be careful if you're invested heavily in those markets thinking you're going to get a kick up here. Uh, Don't be taking uh, tips from Uncle Sam because uh, I think he's wrong in this case about things going higher. Gold and silver ever look to gain in those months. We do see rallies forming. And again, the all-important support bases are in for both metals. So this is the time to buy, in my opinion. It's a great opportunity to not only buy silver, gold, buy a natural fancy color diamond, you know, have a combination. You you really need 20, 25% of hard assets in your portfolio. I'm not telling you to sell every stock off, you know, sell off all your real estate holdings. You don't have to do that. You just need to get rid of the dogs that you have. You know, if something is not making you any money, get out of it. Get into something that has potential. Jeremy, you want to add? Yeah, sometimes uh, I'm just going to wax poetic for a moment. Sometimes I... W- w- you know, people who are on the fence about precious metals, they're looking to maybe put in ten, fifteen thousand, and then they're deciding between putting ten, fifteen thousand into gold, which I demonstrate often that the purchasing power on gold has has moved up nicely in the last four years. That four years ago, a half a million dollar house would have cost over six hundred and fifty ounces of gold, and today, if that house was worth six hundred, you're still buying it for less than four hundred and fifty. So, the purchasing power of gold is ounces is con- of gold of ounces of gold, rather, yeah. And uh, and I don't know where people are putting fifteen thousand dollars into real estate. I don't know how how that compares putting fifteen into gold and fifteen into real estate because I believe you need more than that to buy into real estate. But speaking of of uh, just looking forward in the markets and whatnot, you know the markets have been moving up, and lo and behold, we see that Citibank uh, decided that uh, they came out with uh, some projections, and uh, they see gold going up to thirty five hundred dollars an ounce in the next couple of years. And silver, they were using the gold-silver ratio, viewing it and saying that silver could jump to over $100 an ounce in the next few years. So uh, hold on to your hats. It could be a great opportunity, lots of wealth transfer. Uh, all you need is a little bit of, of uh, bullion in your portfolio, and you could be doing very well. And to be buying at as the market's jumping off the low also just makes sense rather than waiting till the market reaches all new highs before you make that first uh, dip into the water. 
I mean, again, remember, when you're investing or making an investment in something like color diamonds or gold and silver, it's not for everybody. Risk uh, is in any investment you make. We have a good track record in color diamonds, and in particular, the last 10 years have been very, very nice to us in silver and gold, having seen both uh, traverse some 400% uh, respectfully uh, from that time until now. But ultimately, you have to gauge what is best for you as a, as an investor uh, or as a purchaser. Again, we're not financial planners or advisors, nor do we pretend to be. But the reality is, if you look in particular at something like Color Diamonds, the track record has been proven. It's been there for a long time. And, uh, you know, we're seeing time and time again, year over year, uh, pictures develop in this particular market that are telling us that for some time to come, because of the rarity of these types of things, we're going to get higher prices. And I mean, auction prices and everything that comes to us in data is telling us that the prices are going to go higher. So despite the fact that we're in a recession, despite the fact that we've been in a recession, these types of assets have grown in value. It's just a pure case of whether or not they're right for you. One of the things that happens a lot, the people that beef a lot about you shouldn't be in gold. You shouldn't be in silver. It's a bubble. They said said it was a bubble when silver was $4. They said it was a bubble when it was $20. They said it was a bubble when it was $49. It doesn't matter. It's still gone up in value. It's the same thing with natural fancy of a colored diamond. We go by Sotheby's, Christie's. We go by our wholesalers. We go by what we pay from the cutters and polishers for product. The product keeps on going up and up and up. It doesn't go down. White diamonds, another story. Another fish or kettle, kettle of fish, whatever you want to call it. The difference is white diamonds last month went down. The highest quality, D, internally flawless, went down 1.04%. Natural fancy color diamonds never went down. In actual fact, they're going up. So when we get the odd person claiming that we're advertising that you know diamonds double every four to five years if you buy the right diamond you are going to get that type of return if you want to buy a yellow diamond or a brown yellow diamond from some other diamond dealer and you're not getting the best of the best in my opinion again if you buy something that is not of quality, how can it go up in value? When you buy the best product, whether it's an argyle pink, it's a VS quality. Go go out there. Try to find a VS quality diamond. You're not going to find them. There's none out there. We deal with cutters and polishers and the dealers, the artilliers that deal in this type of quality. They call us when they have product that they know that we will accept for our clients. It, it, of course, it's not a short-term investment. Uh, diamonds will give you those returns. Uh, if you want to see returns quickly, you know, money makes money. So if you if yeah, you want to be able to, well, if you want to be able to put your diamond up for sale six months after holding it, you know, you're going to have to buy a diamond that's half a million dollars right. plus because that's those are the diamonds that are seeing quarterly returns or quarterly gains in their value. But other than that, you do have to hold on to these diamonds. You well, really you start to see a return after. You don't day trade your house. You do start right. to see the right? returns. You don't day trade. You buy your house and you say, I want to sell it tomorrow. Uh, I'm flipping. It doesn't work that way. Same with a natural fancy color diamond. It's a five-year, a 10-year, a 15-year hold. If you can hold out, the longer you can hold out, the more you're going to make. It's as simple as that. There is no more coming online. It takes three billion years to even bring up one of these diamonds. And for every 10,000 carats of white diamonds, there's one, color, there's one carat of color. doesn't mean it's investment grade. You have to mine a million carats of white diamonds to find one carat of vivid internally flawless. Ten years ago, you could have bought a one carat vivid internally flawless for 7,500. 
Today, you're looking anywhere from thirty-two to thirty-six thousand dollars. That's wholesale prices. They're appraised at sixty, sixty-five, seventy thousand dollars. You cannot find the quality. We go out of our way to get this. Getting back to gold and silver. Getting back to the seminar. We're trying to educate the public. We've got a seminar on September the nineteenth. That's Thursday, seven o'clock to nine o'clock. It's at the Sheraton uh, Hotel. Uh, that's Sheraton Parkway, Highway Seven. Mm-hmm. And Leslie, get to our website, book, make a reservation. Seating is going to be quite, uh, most of it's going to be taken quite quickly. So we're giving you a three-week jump here. Call us uh, and make an appointment. I'd like to make a, a point very clear, Paul, and this is one that's factual about Guildhall, especially on the diamond side. We have never to date, unless I'm incorrect, we have never had an investor buy a color stone and have that stone returned for a penny less than what he paid or she paid. Absolutely. Is that correct? Correct. 100% Never, correct. not once. Not once. So I understand people's reluctance when they don't understand something, John, especially when you're looking at spending money in a world you've never delved in before. But until you come and visit us in the office, take a look at what there is and actually do the research to find out what's happening out there. This market really is starting to expand. And in 10 years from now, these types of returns might not be there because a lot of people will have bought up all of this rarity and they like to hoard. It's very common. But the reality is in this day and age, when the debts are growing, when the pension plans are breaking down, when unfunded liabilities and exponentially increasing debt, massive budget deficits and too big to fail institutions are stepping on us all the time, you got to look elsewhere. We're just suggesting that one area to look is physical gold, physical silver, and natural fancy color diamonds. It's simple. If you look at the internet, 20 years ago, who knew about the internet? Right. I mean, you know, yeah. billions of people know about the internet. The difference is, you know, this is not a stock. This is not something, whether you buy gold or silver, it's physical. You can store it with us. You can take home delivery. You can collateralize finance. If you want to learn more about it, you've got to call us. If you want to buy a natural fancy colored diamond, this is one, of, in my opinion, this is one of the best investments that you will ever, ever make for your family. You work hard for your money. You have life insurance, health insurance, car insurance. Why wouldn't you insure your capital? And the best way to do that is to own a natural fancy colored diamond. You know, it's funny, uh, Darren, I just said, I, I was reading just as you were speaking there about uh, real estate that uh, a, a mansion formerly owned by Liberace a few years ago was several million dollars. It just sold for half a million dollars. If you can't make money on Liberace's mansion, candles, I would get out of real estate and get into diamonds. Down on the candle, <laughs> yeah, right. well, listen, I have lots of friends in real estate and it's not always the place to go. I love yeah. them dearly, but uh, in this day and age, I think it's a bit saturated, a very difficult place to, to speculate in right now. Again, more information. You want to uh, you want to sit down and hear it in person. The seminar is happening September nineteenth at Sheridan Parkway in Markham. That's from seven till nine p.m. on the nineteenth of September. Go to the website for more information: guildhallwealth.com. As always, the number is one eight seven seven two one four seventeen eleven to start investing. Or again, guildhallwealth.com. Questions? And, yeah, investing just to, in just to add that. Yep. If you want to invest in gold and silver or a natural fancy color diamond, don't wait for the seminar. I'm going to tell you right now, in my opinion, the first week in September, I think everything's going to go crazy. So call right away, and uh, you can also call and get an investor kit on gold, silver, fancy colored diamonds, or a free subscription to the Precious Metals Advisor. I just signed up. I am now a member. Guildhall's premier market newsletter. We'll do it all again. Start investing. Get all the information you need. It's The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management.